Praise God. This is Pastor Emmanuel Odedei, and it's my joy to welcome you to this podcast. As you listen and apply yourself to the Word of God, we commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So feel free to listen again and again until your faith comes alive. You shall testify. Thank you and God bless you as you listen and apply yourself to the word. Amen. The prophetic focus for this month of August has been, I am a child of destiny. Say it with me. Say, I am a child of destiny. I am a child of destiny. And you will fulfill your glorious destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and from verses 9 to 14, that has been our anchor scripture for the month, how God led his people, the Bible called them Jacob, the lot of his inheritance, for the lost portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. And in verse 10, the Bible says concerning them that he found them in a desert land, in a waste howling desert. He led him about. How do you find your way in the desert? There's no map. There is no navigating system. But he kept them as the apple of his eye. And we saw the resultant effect because they began to suck honey out of the rock. Abundance, breakthrough was their portion because it was God leading them. And the teaching series also which we began since this month started has been understanding how God leads understanding how God leads. And this is the part three of that teaching series, understanding how God leads. And today, I'd like you to receive a word from God that will not just give you direction, but will set your family on the path of blessing for life. And I pray that you shall not miss it in the name of Jesus. Please avoid every distraction right now as God, God's word come our way. By way of introduction, it's important for us to remind ourselves that as a commission, God gave to his servant, Bishop David Oedipo, 12 pillars of our faith. So we have 12 pillars of our faith. And we find that in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 2. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 2. The Bible talking about in the garden of life there was a there's a tree and he said that tree bear 12 manner of fruit and yielded a fruit every month you have 12 months in a year so there is a desire there's a fruit that god has for you every month of the year and this month the fruit is vision god wants to unveil his plan for us and guide us towards fulfilling our glorious destiny and also, it's good to remind ourselves again also by the way of introduction that we have an enviable destiny in redemption. We have an enviable destiny in redemption. Say with me, I have an enviable destiny. Your destiny is an enviable one, not a pitiable one. You shouldn't be at any stage of life where people pity you and say, hey, yeah, how did it happen like this? No. God's desire for you and I is to live 
enviable life. He said concerning Isaac in Genesis chapter 26, if you read from verse 1, talks about the farming that was in the land beside the first farming that was in the days of Abraham and Isaac desired to go out of the land in verse 2, but God told him, don't go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land that I will tell you. That's direction. And then at the end of the day, in verse 14, Bible speaking, God blessed him. He worked very great and he had even a store where he stores servants. His great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. And somebody may say, well, we're talking about Isaac here. But the same way God blessed Isaac in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29, the Bible says, if we belong to Christ, we also are Abraham's seed and heirs according to promise. So the same way God blessed Abraham's seed, which is Isaac, we also are qualified to have an enviable destiny in Christ. Enviable, colorful destiny. I pray for you from today. Nobody will pity you anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ. But for our enviable destiny to be realized, we need the leading of the Holy Spirit. But our enviable destiny is only realizable by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We can only realize this glorious destiny when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. In Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 21, he said, They tasted not when he led them through the desert. If it is the Holy Spirit, it is God that is leading you, how does God lead us? Nobody has seen God. He leads by his spirit that is inside of us. So, if it's him that is leading you, he said you will not thirst. You will not beg. He caused waters to flow out of the rock for them. He claimed the rock also. And waters gushed out. Taking them to the gushing breakthrough realm of life. By his leading. I pray for you one more time. God of heaven will take you to the breakthrough realm. In the name of Jesus. Where there will be no scarceness. In the name of Jesus Christ. So very quickly in this service. How then do we access divine guidance? If we know that we have an enviable destiny in Christ and God can only bring that plan to pass by the leading of his spirit, how then do we access divine guidance? Three things very quickly in this service. Number one, to access divine guidance is through prayer and fasting. Through what? Prayer and fasting. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 21. The Bible makes it clear there that there are certain things that will not go out but by prayer and fasting. There are certain challenges, there are certain clarity you will never know except by prayer and fasting. You desire God to lead you, then you need to go into prayer and fasting to seek his guidance. To, to say, Lord, I desire it. I mentioned this last Sunday that God is not hiding his plan from us, but he wants you to desire it, to crave for it. But one of the things that shows our desperation is when we begin to go before him on the altar of prayer and fasting. 
What does the Bible say? Psalm 63 and verse 1. Oh Lord my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. Talking about desperation. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and a thirsty land. Talking about prayer and fasting where there's no water. Why? Because I want to see your power and your glory. My glorious destiny must be realized. And so I will go, I will test, I will wait on you until I find it. So prayer and fasting is one of the ways we show our desperation to get that which God has for us. Remember we have said before that prayer and fasting does not change God. It changes us. Prayer and fasting does not change God. It changes us. We saw in Isaiah 58 and verse 6, he said, is this not the fast that I've chosen? The reason why I ask people to fast is to lose the band of wickedness, to undo the heavy bodies, to let the oppressed go free, and that he break every yoke. You notice any hand of the enemy in your life, go before me, pray, pray and fast to get the answer. Verse 11. He said, when you do it the right way, then God will guide you continually. He will keep guiding you. He will now satisfy your soul in drought. He will make fat your bones. You shall be like a well-watered garden. I thought you were saying amen to that. Like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Because you have waited on him, then he will show forth his power in your direction. Listen to me. There are things you will never get from God with a stomach that is full. You need to empty yourself. Wait on the Lord. Two days, three days. I heard, I read in one of the books of Kennedy again that there is nothing he has ever desired from God that he has taken more than three days of fasting and prayer. You know how many three days we have in a year. So if you have a situation of concern in your life, you can say, Lord, it is you and me on this matter. I will wait on you until I get an answer. What is prayer and fasting? Waiting on the Lord. Waiting on him. Lord, I need an answer to this situation. Do you know even unbelievers fast? Anything you desire, desperately, you wait on him to get it. Shout hallelujah. I pray for you. Grace to wait on him for the desired guidance that will move you to your next level. Receive it in the name of Jesus. That's why as a commission every year, January, 21 days of fasting and prayer. As a commission every month to begin the first Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of every month, we have three days. We finished one recently. And every week, we wait on God every Wednesday. Why do we do that? Because there are certain things that you will not get until you wait on him. That's why that Matthew 17, 21, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. So you need to wait on him till you get it. Ezra chapter 8, we saw also another account there from verse 21. Ezra chapter 8 and from verse 21, Ezra proclaimed the fast when they were to rebuild the broken walls and they needed favor from the king to give them permission. He said, I proclaim a fast that we might afflict ourselves before God. 
You know, fasting is a way of humbling ourselves before God. To seek him of a right way for us and for our little ones and for all our substance. As a man of the house, as a woman of the house, you can wait on God for your family. And say this situation going on in our home must not continue. Because what fasting and prayer does is to alter what is going on in the realm of the spirit. Is to alter negative things that is going on. To undo the everybody. So we waited and fasted. And verse 22, Ezra chapter 8 and verse 22. And he said, for I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy because we have boasted and told the king that the hand of our God is upon those who seek him. The reason why people beg is because they can't wait on God. Somebody has said, those who stand before God don't beg before men. Those who can stand on the altar of prayer and fasting before God, they don't beg before men. He said, I cannot go to the king and now say, king, help us again. We are boasted. We say, God will fight for us. Verse 23, and God was entreated. He said, so we fasted, besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. I pray for you, your prayer and fasting life will go to the next level. In the name of Jesus Christ. And even in this service today, Every yoke over your family, it shall be broken in the name of Jesus. So to move to new realm of power, to get direction for your life, you need to wait on the Lord. Number two, how do we access divine guidance? Through being in love with God, by being in love with God. Our love for God is the surest way to secure his guidance. Our love for God, our love for God. It's one of the surest way to secure his guidance. John chapter 15 and verse 15. He said, henceforth, I call you not servant. For servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all the things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Say with me, I'm a friend of God. Say one more time, say I'm a friend of God. You see, there are things that outsiders cannot know about your plans that you will tell your friend. You can have somebody living next door to you. It doesn't make him a friend. There may be people who are living thousands of miles from where you are living, but their connectivity determines what you reveal to them. And Jesus is saying, I'm not calling you servant. I've called you friends because everything that the Father has shown me, I've revealed to you. You know, to find out the itinerary of a man, just ask the wife. I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about a proper man. Because there are some men, when they say they are going to London, they have moved to Manchester. Their wife doesn't know. I'm talking about a proper man, a, a, a godly man. You want to know the itinerary of a man? Ask the wife. Because there is a way, true love, you can find out what a man has in his heart. And so God is saying, for you to access your plan and purpose for living, be in love with me. 
When you are in love with God, he will reveal deep things to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not even entered into the heart of any man. The things God has planned for them that love him. So those who love God, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9, those who love God are the ones that God reveals his perfect plan to. You want to find out what God's plan for your life is, be in love with him. So through being in love with God, you secure his plan for your life. By being in love with God, the things that others struggle with, God delivers cheaply to you. I pray for you. I decree in the name that is above every name. Your love for God shall be on the increase. In the name of Jesus. I say your love for God shall be on the increase. In the name of Jesus Christ. So he reveals the deep things to us. Through being in love with him. Number three. How do we access divine guidance? Through visions and revelations. We access divine guidance also by visions and revelations. What is a vision? Vision is when God opens your eyes to see what others cannot see. Remember we've talked about vision being the unveiling of God's plan. Through the unveiling of God's plan. There are three types of vision. There is the open vision. There is the spiritual vision, and there is what is called a trance. These are ways in which God reveals his plan to us, shows us what we are to do. This great commission as it is today came out of an 18-hour vision that God revealed to his servant. He said, now the hour has come to liberate the world from all oppression of the devil through the preaching of the word of faith. And I'm sending you to undertake this task. God's plan and purpose for your life can be revealed to you through vision and revelation. We saw an account there in Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 and from verse 8. Acts 16 and from verse 8. He said, and they passing by Mysia came down to Troas, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. He saw a man that said to him, come over to Macedonia and help us. God was sending them to Macedonia, but he came through a vision. He came through a vision. So the vision of God for your life can come and it can lead you to the next thing that God has for you. But in case you've not had any vision, don't go seeking and say, God, I won't, you know, leave this place until you show me. It is not everyone that God appears to. Because many people have been deceived. They hear themselves say, my son, and it's not God. <laughs> Don't fool yourself. If God has, because there is no way God will appear to you and you will not know. You can't miss it. How can Moses forget the burning bush experience? How can Jacob forget the vision where he saw the ladder of people, of angels moving up and down? There are visions that God reveals to us. But listen, in case God has not revealed to you his plan for your life through vision, there is also what is called revelation. Revelation means 
to unveil, to reveal what is hidden. And revelation comes by the word of God. So you can get into the Bible and begin to glean revelation from the word. Ephesians chapter 1 and from verse 17. The Bible speaking there that he will give to you. He said that the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of God, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So what will that revelation do? Verse 18 says that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened. If you read the Bible as a storybook or history book, it won't profit you. But when you go into the word and say, Lord, there is a plan that you have for my life. Show me from your book. Then revelation comes because your eyes of understanding will be open. I said this before, the word London may not be in the Bible, but you can be reading a portion of the scripture that God will open your eyes to see and tell you this is where I want you to go. God's servant was desiring and asking God where to move next to at some point in this ministry, God summoned Bishop David Oedeko. And he said himself and the wife, they were praying. And all of a sudden, God told him, get your Bible. And as he got the Bible, he said, the first place that it opened to, he said he believed it was the Holy Spirit that opened to it, gave the direct answer. He said, arise now, get thee into Damascus, and it will be shown you. And he understood it, as a city of persecution. Because when God showed Paul in that scripture to go to where he would be persecuted for his namesake, and Damascus in his own revelation became Kaduna, where the ministry was to move to. And so, revelation is when God takes the word from the Logos to the Rema. What is Logos? The written word. What is Rema? The unveiled word. When God opens your eyes beyond what is written to see what is saying for you. That's what we call revelation. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Put your fingers on your eyes. Put your finger on your eyes. I decree your spiritual eyes be open. In the name of Jesus. Every old of spiritual blindness. Be here now in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In the name of Jesus Christ. So God reveals his plan to us. Number three there, through visions and revelation. And very quickly in this service, what are the biblical proofs that you are being led by the Spirit of God? If it is God that is leading you, there are biblical proven proofs that will show that this is actually God leading you. Number one is supernatural confidence. Say with me, supernatural confidence supernatural confidence if you like you can call it divine backing when you are led by god he backs you up he gives you confidence you you in fact somebody call confidence as the conqueror's backbone when you see a man or a woman that is led by god they enjoy supernatural confidence listen Anything you claim God is sending you to do and you begin to experience fear and you begin to become jittery, check it very well. It may not be God. 
Eh, because if it is God, imagine it, look at it this way. If God appeared to you and say, go and meet so, 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 and so, and you are sure it is God, is there anything that will get you to be afraid? No, because you know you heard from God. When you see a man and a woman that is being led by God, they enjoy supernatural confidence. That's why they are able to say what others cannot say and go scot-free. And others who try to do the same thing as them, they get punished. They say, ah, but this person said the same thing. Yes, the difference is that the person who said it and went scot-free <laughs> was divinely guided and led to say those things. Don't say what God has not sent you to say. It might lead you into trouble. Many find themselves in trouble today because they are doing and they found themselves in a place where God has not sent them. When it is God that is leading you, he backs you up. I see God backing you up in the name of Jesus Christ. Exodus chapter 14 and from verse 13, you know, when the children of Israel, after they left the land of Egypt, and the Egyptians began to run after them, the Bible said to them through Moses, God said, fear you not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians that you see today, you will see them no more. I pray for you and your family. The evil that came into this service with you, you will see them no more. I decree in the name that is above every name, every hand of the wicked one over your life, over your family, it shall be permanently destroyed. In the name of Jesus Christ. If it is God that is leading you, one of the biblical proof is that you enjoy supernatural confidence. When you see a small child that has the backing of the father, he's bold, he can talk to anybody anyhow because he's the father backing him up. <laughs> I've said this, shared this before, you know, growing up, you know, as a young kid, when maybe from school, you and your friend, you have been talking and say, I will deal with you. The other person will say, I will deal with you. You make sure that whatever you want to do, be close to your house. And as you are going to the house, you are checking, Daddy, are you home? <laughs> he said, I'm okay. Okay, if they born you, come here. <laughs> because you know the father is at home. So when you are led by God, you enjoy supernatural confidence. People may misunderstand it to being that you are arrogant. No, you have supernatural confidence or because of the divine backing of God that is at work in you. I pray for you, whatever it is that is how to erode your confidence, today they shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Exodus 13 and verse 17, God speaking to his people, he said to them that I will, he said, when Pharaoh had let them go, God led them not through the way of the land of Israel. I will not let you go through the shortcut, although that was near. For God said, let's paraventure people repent when they see war and they return back to land of captivity. So what is God saying to us? When it is him that is leading you, no matter the challenges, even though it was not a shortcut, it was like a longer route, God backed them up. All the way, fought for them. Deuteronomy 2 and verse 24, we saw there how God said to them, Arise, take your journey, pass over Ivan, behold, I have given you 
Sion the Ramorite, the king of Israel, his land, begin to possess it as you contend with him in battle. I will back you up. I will go before you. I will make sure that no evil comes before you. When you see God's servant, Bishop David Oedipo, say certain things, <laughs> uh, you know, don't mistake it to be arrogance. No, he knows the one who sent him. When God led this commission to our international headquarters in Canaan land, Otter, Otter used to be known as the den of witches. But when God took this commission there, all the witches fled. Why? Because God says so. If God leads you to a place and says that is your new job, no matter the number of demons in hell, he will back you up. I decree from today, divine backing is your portion in the name of Jesus. Every step that you take today, from today, God will back you up. Your family will enjoy divine backing. Your family will enjoy supernatural confidence in the name of Jesus Christ. Number two, another biblical way in which God leads us and we have the confidence that this is God's leading is that we enjoy supernatural favor. When it is God leading you, a proof to know whether it is God or not is supernatural favor that you enjoy. Psalm 102 and verse 13, the Bible speaking, it said, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. Today is your set time to be favored. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said to the children of Israel, Exodus chapter 3 and verse 21. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 21. I will give these people favor before the Egyptians. And it will come to pass when you go, you will not go empty. There is labor and there is favor. When you enjoy divine favor, hundred years of labor cannot compensate for it. There are people who are operating under labor. There are others who are operating under favor. From today, God will take you to the realm of supernatural favor. Favor means to be given what you don't deserve. Favor means for God to open his hand and satisfy your desire. I said recently that to get land, you need favor. Not just money. Because there are people who have money to buy. People don't want to sell to them. To be married, you need favor. There are homes where nobody enjoys their marriage. Why? There's no favor there. Proverbs 22, verse 18. Whosoever finds a wife, finds a good thing, and obtaineth favor from the Lord. When you are favored by the Lord, no devil can reject you. If it is God who led you, you can be sure to enjoy favor. I pray for you. Everyone under the sound of my, under the sound of my voice from today, the favor of God will attend to you. The scripture there is Proverbs 18 and verse 22. He said, whosoever findeth a wife, finds a good thing. And does what? And obtain favor from the Lord. I pray for everyone believing God for a life partner. Today is covenant family day. I decree your family from today. No one will struggle to get married. In the name of Jesus Christ. I decree colorful, blissful, blessed home for everyone connected to you in the name of Jesus. 
your children will not suffer to get married. In the name of Jesus Christ. And so shall it be. Very quickly in this covenant family day. What is in God's covenant for our family? You know every covenant day. We have covenant day of exemption. Covenant day of favor. Covenant, every covenant day is when God reveals to us. His covenant concerning the subject matter. Why? Because God is a God of covenant. Psalm 89 and verse 34. He said, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my life. The highest level of relationship you can have with God is at the level of the covenant. When you are operating at the level of the covenant, no matter, even when you are no longer there, the covenant is still speaking. And that's why I know the blessings that God will be releasing over you today will be speaking for generations yet unborn in the name of Jesus Christ. First thing we must understand is that we serve a family-loving God. Say with me, God is a family-loving God. It is important for us to know that because God is not only interested in us, he's interested in every member of our families. <laughs> there is a popular saying that one rich man among Ten or nine other poor people, they are ten poor people together. You know the reason why God must not just bless you but bless members of your family is because if you are the only one that is being blessed, uh, very soon the other poor people in the family, they can siphon and, you know, soak out the blessing out of you. And that is why... I want you not just to focus on yourself in this service. Focus on members of your family as well. That Lord, bless this person. If you have a member of the family that is always going broke, before you know it, hello, are you there? In fact, <laughs> there are people when you see their call, you say, oh God, how much does he need again? But when God does not just bless you, bless every member of your family, you live a life of peace. I pray for you. From today, your family will be called a blessed family. In the name of Jesus Christ. There are families you mentioned their name today. Blessing is what flows. Have you had anybody recently named their child Osama Bin Laden? And say that's our, our family name. <laughs> Nobody. Because somebody bore that name and spoiled the name. There are names that people bear and just spoil the name. I pray that the name of your family shall be a blessed family in the name of Jesus. And whatever negative connotation that your family name means, on this covenant family day, God will give you a new name in the name of Jesus. So God loves families. In fact, one of the first things that God does when God meets a man or a man meets him is he changes their name. Abraham, he made him Abraham, father of nations. Sarai, Sarah, mother of nations. Look at Saul, who became Paul the apostle. One of the first things that God does is to give man a new name. A name that suits where his destiny is going. So on this covenant family day, I want you to believe God will give you a change of name in the name of Jesus Christ. And you are free. Well, if you see that the name that your family is being called is not a godly name, they say uh, something, something, 
who has died many years ago is the one that is coming back or something, something. You, can, you are free to change. You can change your name and say, no, that is not our name. You, can, you are free to change your name. God will give you a new name in the name of Jesus Christ. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 2 to 3. God blessed Abraham when God met him. And he said, I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless you and make thy what? Thy name great. I don't know why God is impressing upon me to mention this. God will give you a great name in the name of Jesus Christ. There are names you mentioned today. You talk about Billy Graham, a blessed family, a, 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 a blessed man. Men who have not just lived, they have put things in their name that will last a lifetime. There are people who build a name for years and a child just comes and spoils the family name. That will not be your children in the name of Jesus. So the first family created enjoyed the blessings from God. Genesis chapter 1 and from verse 27, so God created man in his own image. And the image of God created him there, male and female. And God blessed them. The first thing God did for the first man is that he blessed him. And he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the heart, verse 28. Have dominion. So the first thing that God did over the first family, Adam and Eve, was to bless them. And therefore, in this service today, I bless your nuclear family. I bless your extended family. I decree today, every member of your household is blessed in the name of Jesus. And if he did it then, it's the Lord that changeth not. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, he said, I am God, I changeth not. And that is why the sons of Israel are not destroyed. It does not change. Please take note of this. God wants us to be saved. And our entire household, as in the case of Cornelius. God wants us to be saved and our entire household. We saw that in the story of Cornelius. When God sent, you know, Peter to go to the house of Cornelius. And in verse 24 of Acts chapter 10, the Bible says, And on the morrow they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them. And he had called together his kinsmen and his near friends, called members of his family. Acts chapter 10, verse 24. And by verse 44, he said, Why Peter yet spake the words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that had the word. So God told him, Get every member of your family together. I've sent a man that will come and show you. And by the time Peter came, the blessing of God, the blessing of the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost baptism came upon not just Cornelius, but every member of his family. Another example is the story of the jailer. Those who jailed Paul. Paul and Silas, remember their story, Acts chapter 16 and verse 25. They were kept in prison. They were praising God. And all of a sudden, the prison doors were open. But in verse 30, we saw how the jailer, when he discovered that Paul thought they had escaped, and Paul appeared and said to them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Look at the response. And verse 31, he said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your house will be saved. 
So God does not just want us to be saved. He wants every member of our family to be saved. I stand in the gap with you in this service for the salvation of soul of every member of your family. And I decree anyone that is yet to be saved in your family, I decree today as their day of salvation. No one in your family will die without knowing Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. So we should demand for the salvation of every member of our household because that is the will of God. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3. He said, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How will every member of your family escape if they neglect so great a salvation? That is why you must go before God on the altar of prayer. Lord, save members of my household. The reason why that husband is boxing you all the time is because he's not truly saved. The reason why your wife is nagging is because she's not truly saved. When a person is truly saved, before he takes any step, the Holy Spirit will appear and say, no, this is not right. So we must demand the salvation of every member of our household, including our children. I have a six-year-old daughter. She'll be seven in December. I've led her to Christ. Well, whether she knows what she's saying or not, you know, every day when she commits, you know, anything, and she, she says, oh, daddy, okay, I will, let, I will give my life to Christ. Confess, <laughs> confess. So that it is important, you know, you, you start from when they are little. You start from when they are little. Because it's important that we bring up the children in the way of the Lord. Please, people of God. It's important that not just you demand the salvation of members of your household. It, it, will, it will secure generations yet unborn. There are people, only them alone know God. And after they are gone, all manner of things begin to crop up in the family. You must demand for it. It's not going to drop on anyone's lap. You must demand for it. John 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, including members of your family, whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So very, very important. We must demand for it on the altar of prayer. Very quickly, how then do we secure the rescue of our family members. How do we secure the rescue of our family members? Number one, we must obey God as individuals. We must do what? We must obey God. Obey God as individuals. In Psalm 112, verse 1, the Bible says, Blessed is that man that feareth the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandments. He delights in the commandment. Every instruction of God suits him, suits that man, suits that woman. He delights greatly in his commandment. So obedience is the gateway to all and blessings in the kingdom. Take note of that. So when we obey God, we release blessing over us and every member of our household. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 and from verse 1, if you are acting diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, you do all that he commands you to do. Then God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. And he began to reel out the blessing all the way to verse 14. This blessing will pursue, will follow you and your members of your family. 
So when we desire to see the hand of God for the rescue of our family, make sure the family is obeying God. Make sure there is no other strange God that the family is still worshipping. Yes, begin with your nuclear family. You know, because the Bible says in Psalm 16 and verse 4, the sorrows of those who follow after other gods, he said their sorrow will be multiplied. Their sorrow will be multiplied. So when there is a strange God in the family, he brings sorrow in the home. So to secure the rescue of our family members, what do we do? Obey God. Begin with yourself. You know, God was speaking to Abraham, you know, and he said, Abraham, you know, said, if you find so, so, so number of people in the land, will you see destroy? He said, no, if I find them, I won't destroy. He began, he began from 50 to 40 to 10. So members of your household, God, through you, can secure the rescue of your family through your obedience. One man obeyed God in the person of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And the entire world is blessed. One man disobeyed God, Adam, and the entire world secured curse over their life. That was what Christ came to do. So through your obedience, you know what the Bible says in the book of uh, Isaiah 59 and verse 16? It said, when I saw that there was so much oppression in the land and I found that there was no man. How many men is God looking for? Just one. No man, I wonder there was no intercessor in the land. He said, so his hand brought salvation unto him. His righteousness sustained him. So you can be the one that will stand for God in your family and say, Lord, if there's anyone that will obey you in this home, it is me. Joshua 24 verse 15. As for me and my household, we will do what? We will serve the Lord. You will obey God and God will count it for your entire family as individuals. Number two. We must also enter into a covenant to serve God and the interests of his kingdom. You must enter into a covenant. Enter into a co family covenant. Today is family covenant family day. Enter into a covenant that from today, just like we read, Joshua 24 and verse 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. From today, we will serve God. Second Chronicles, remember, chapter 15 and verse 12. They entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with the whole of their heart and their soul. And verse 15, God gave them rest round about because they entered into the covenant. God gave them rest. So God can give your family rest by entering into a covenant to serve him. Number three, very quickly, we must also stand in prayer to break every cause that may be tormenting our family lineage. We must stand in prayer to break every curse that may be tormenting our family lineage. Listen, man, woman, you see certain negative traces going on in your family. People don't get married quickly. People don't secure, you know, breakthrough job. People are just struggling. Everybody, you know, is just camping for survival. You see certain things. You say, no, Lord. No, this can't continue in my family. Don't keep sleeping with problems and waking up with problems. Stand in the gap. Wake up in the middle of the night. Stand before God and say, no, enough is enough. Jabez said to God, 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 9, 
even though he was born in sorrow. He said he was more honorable than all his brethren. This was the end story. So this scripture didn't start with this with real issue. He's talking about Jabez because he before then was listing all the other people, their lineage. And he said Jabez was more honorable. But he didn't start with honor. The Bible says, and his mother called his name Jabez because Jabez means sorrow. But Jabez refused to die as a man of sorrow. Verse 10, he said, and he cried to God. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Enlarge my cause. Let your hand be with me. Deliver me from evil that he may not grieve me. And God granted him his request. Jabez stood in the gap. And because of that, he became more honorable than all his brethren. From that moment, the, the family lineage of Jabez enjoyed joy and rejoicing from sorrow. So even if you are called sorrow, you don't need to die as sorrow. You can stand and say, Lord, no more, no more, no more. No more disappointment. No more of this generational cause in my family. So we must stand in prayer to break every yoke of causes. In G Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, call upon me. That's what God says. I will answer you and I will show you greater mighty things that you don't know. Number four, what must we do? To secure the rescue of our family members. We must open up to receive and believe every blessing proclaimed upon our lives and families. We must open up to receive and believe every blessing that is proclaimed upon our lives and family. Even in this service today, every blessing that is proclaimed upon your life or family, you must open up to receive it. Because what you don't receive and believe, you cannot manifest. What you don't receive and believe, it can show forth. John chapter 1 and verse 12, he said, As many as received him, to them he gave power to become whatever they received, even to those that believe on his name. And that's why, stretch forth your hands right now in this service. I decree your family blessed. I decree your family blessed. Giants will rise from your home in the name of Jesus. No one will be called a beggar in your line in the name of Jesus. No one will be called a mediocre in your family in the name of Jesus. Anyone that is a source of concern on this family day, I release them to their glorious destiny in the name of Jesus. No more shame. No more reproach. No more disappointment. In the name of Jesus, your family is blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ. So you must open up to receive the blessing. Numbers chapter 23 and verse 8. There are families that are uncursable. Say with me, my family is uncursable. Say it confi conf confidently. Say my family is uncursable. Say it convincingly. Say, my family is uncursable. What did he say there? He said, how shall I cause whom God has not caused? How shall I defy the one whom the Lord has not defied? Balak hired Balaam. He said, cause these people. What was their offense? They are too mighty for me. Verse 6. Do you know you don't need to offend anybody for them to hate you? And he now came before the sacrifice. He began, to, wanted to start releasing causes. I said, how can I cause those who, 
every cause that he tried to place on them, God converted into a blessing. I decree whatever represents generational causes in your family from today, it shall be converted to generational blessing. Verse 20, he said, I have received a commandment to bless. Even though you want me to curse them, and God has blessed them, I cannot reverse it. I pray for you and your family from today. God will take you to the realm of irreversible blessing. Your family will be taken to the realm of irreversible blessing. In the name of Jesus, the blessing that no devil can reverse shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. There are people, no matter what you do, it can't affect them because they are blessed already. That is your family in the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 26, the Bible says God confirms the words of his servant. He performs the counsel of his messenger. Uh, anything his servant says, he confirms it. As he declares it, God backs it up. Every blessing that has been released over your family today, God will back it up in the name of Jesus. Lastly, number five, very quickly, we must also engage the mystery of the anointing oil for the total liberty of our family members. That's why I said get pictures of members of your family. You may not be able to have every member of your family around you in this service, but you have their pictures. It's a point of contact. You have their names. Once you don't have their picture, you can write their name down. As you anoint yourself, you anoint them and say, you and you, as a member of my family, no evil must come near you. You know, can I pray a prayer for you? Anyone that evil will touch, that will touch you, God will not allow evil to touch them. You understand that prayer? There are people, it's not really directly affecting you, but if it affects them, it will touch you. And that's why, for your own sake, God will preserve them in the name of Jesus Christ. So you can engage the oil. What does the oil do? Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27, it shall come to pass in that day. The body shall be taken off your shoulder, the yoke from off your neck, and the yoke, whether it's generational cause, whether it's anything that makes people move around in circle, shall be broken because of the anointing. So the anointing breaks evil circle. So evil circle in your home shall be broken today in the name of Jesus Christ. What is in the oil? Very quickly, four things we look at that is in the oil. So as to put your expectation right. Get your oil ready if you are here to do that. What is inside the oil that makes it powerful? Exodus chapter 30. If you read from verse 25 all the way to 31, it was God that gave that instruction to Moses. He said, this is what you mix together that will become only anointing oil. So whatever oil you have there, when the blessing is declared over it, that is what turns it to holy anointing oil. And once the oil becomes blessed, the power of God enters into it. So number one, what is in the oil? The power that destroys satanic yoke is in the oil. The power that destroys satanic yoke is in the oil. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing will hurt your family in the name of Jesus. Number two, what is in the oil? The healing power of God is in the oil. The healing power of God is in the oil. James chapter 5, and from verse 14 and 15, if anyone is sick, call the elders of the church, pray over him, 
and anointing him with the oil in the name of the Lord. And what will happen? The prayer of faith will save the sick. God will raise him up. If he has committed any sin, they shall be forgiven him. And in verse 16, he said, The heartfelt, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth more. So through the oil, you can bring about healing and deliverance. I pray for any member of your family that is sick, terminal sickness, disease, cancer, leukemia, eyeball pressure, whatever the enemy has put as a plague in the family, sickle cell anemia running in the family, I decree it broken today in the name of Jesus. No more sickness in your family in the name of Jesus. It shall be said that they don't get sick in that family. It shall be said concerning your family, they don't die young in that family. In the name of Jesus. What is in the oil? The breakthrough power of God is in the oil. 1 Samuel 16 and verse 13. 1 Samuel 16 and verse 13. David was anointed before his brethren and it was the spirit of God that came upon him. So the oil, even though maybe a chemical product, when it is blessed, becomes a spiritual force that destroys the yoke. So breakthrough power is in the oil. Lastly, what is in the oil? The miracle power, walking power of God. Miracle walking power. You want to see the miraculous? Get the oil. We've had testimonies upon testimonies. People plagued with insanity. Oil comes upon them, their minds become clear. Whatever represents the oppression of the devil that requires a miracle, by the anointing today, God of heaven will wrought the miraculous in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up on your feet with me. Lift up your, fo your voice to heaven and just appreciate God for his word that you have received. Give him praise. Give him thanks. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Can I say this? The oil does not work in the hand of everyone. Jesus gave the oil to his disciples. So if you are not a disciple of Jesus Christ, the oil will not work in your hand. That's why I want to make this call right now. Not just for you, but also if you know any member of your family that is not saved. In this prayer of salvation, you pray it for yourself if you are not yet saved and members of your family. You believe God for their salvation. And God today will save them to the uttermost. Lift up your right hand if you fall into that category. You want to give your life to Jesus or you know you have been disconnected. You want to get reconnected back. Raise up your right hand and say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this privilege to give my life to you. I know I'm a sinner, but you came to die for me. Father, forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. I believe I am saved. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. My family is saved. In Jesus' precious name. I pray that the mighty hand of God will rest upon you. From today, no evil shall befall you. You are blessed. Receive grace to remain in the faith till it's appearing. In Jesus' precious name we are praying. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired to take steps towards a closer walk with God and towards the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for your life. We would like to hear from you through our various social media handles 
on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at WCIB UK. You can also watch our past and latest videos on YouTube by searching for Winners Chapel Birmingham UK. Till next time, remember, Jesus is Lord.